Okay, welcome back to this episode of And That's What You Missed on Glee. Um, we hope you enjoyed your little mid-season break of uh, six days, and we are back. <laughs> like, what mid-season break? We, we, we haven't been gone. I've never been gone. You've never been gone. We literally had an episode on time last week. You're well, that's insane. because we are dedicated to this future award-winning Kristen Chenoweth-approved podcast. Sure. Did you do anything um, exponentially fun since the last time we virtually hung out? Um, if you call getting a new iPhone mini exponentially fun, then I do. Please get your poverty get phone her. out of my screen. Look how small she is. I can hold her up to my face now and not look like a fool. I can put it in my front pocket and people don't think I'm happy to see them. It's perfect. Your phone, the 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 11 Pro was not that big. Oh my God, it was so, so big. So now people are going to think that you're happy to see them, but you just have a small penis. I don't think so. It's it's almost imperceptible in my pocket. It is, it's the phone of our generation. I mean, it's it's a taller 5S. It's perfect. Yeah, I would. I didn't want a 5S. Oh yes, you did. What you don't want is a surfboard. Or a phablet, as they call it back in the day. Yikes. I'm just going to continue reading the CNN breaking news alerts that I get during the podcast so that whenever this gets like archived years later, people know what happened. We were here on the ground. Blah, blah, blah. Is it January yet? That's where I'm at. I couldn't care anymore. When they open their time capsule years later and they listen to this episode and they say, why on earth were they watching a Ryan Murphy TV show? Yeah, that's when they'll know. I never have any pitch corrections. I'm not that dedicated to my craft to know when I'm wrong or right or, you know, I just assume I'm always right. You just said last week that this show's growing on you. Okay. What does that have to do with what you just asked me? So you should be there more dedicated to the craft if the show is indeed growing on you. I don't think that's how my, my, uh, my love is felt, you know? No, your love is felt through so. your pants on the iPhone mini. Nope. That didn't, that didn't work for me. Uh uh-uh. What? My love is felt on the pants. I said I'm through right your now. pants on your iPhone mini. No, uh-uh. I don't think that makes sense. A little sense. over the jeans action on your four-inch iPhone. I just imagine somebody on their knees for some reason fielding a phone call with their, their ear up to my crotch. You know? Is that not what you want? <laughs> is that not your king? Like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing down there? What are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Slide to unlock, you know? <laughs> Swipe up. Swipe up. Uh huh. Use your tongue. Use the tongue. Not that button. Not that button. That's there the button. Go. Oh, you're you're putting it yeah. in the wrong hole. Flip the mute switch. <laughs> there you go. Um, this is this is how I get down with iPhone lingo. <laughs> well, I think before we get into this episode, we should do a slight recap of the previous thirteen episodes because this was the midseason finale last week. And on the actual show, they did it as well. And I like the way that they said it. Because here's what you missed on Glee. Just in case you've been living in a cave or you just got out of prison. Here's a little recap of what you missed. Finn and Quinn broke up because he found out the baby wasn't his. Rachel is still in love with Finn, even though he's a fuckboy. Zach still hates Finn. Not sure why. Will and Terry broke up because he found out that their baby wasn't real. The New Directions won sectionals and now must prepare for regionals. Sue was fired for being the cheeriest coach, and Emma... Well, she was Sue-spended. Sue-spended. Yes, Sue was Sue-spended for... 
<laughs> and Emma, Emma, Wemma, Wemma, and Ken broke up, and the last episode ended with a surprise kiss between Schuster and Emma, Wemma, and Emma. Fucking finally. Hey, we they were edging us for a while. Oh, ooh, I'll do your part this time. I'll do your part. And that's what you missed on the first half of season one of Glee. Look, I can do it too. Not as good, though, objectively speaking. I think I nailed that. Um, yes, audience, you did not nail that. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> Let's throw to the judges' room where whoever the fuck, the Ohio Carrie legend Anna and Naga. the angry... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Ananaga. Uh, let's, uh, let's Derek about, the gay or straight Huff Let's talk about our dream lineup of judges if we, had, if we had a panel of three judges And they had currently have been judges On a TV show Let's do four Let's do four judges Okay. Oh my god I can't even think of one Let alone four I got J-Lo, Carrie Ann and Aga I can only think of those two shows now American Idol and Dancing with the Stars Yeah this is an impossible question I don't think it's impossible. I think I needed more than a 10 second delay to put that cast together. I needed a list. I needed to narrow down I the ch- list. I, I chose to, my half. Know, ask some interview questions. My half are, and I think you need to choose at least one guy to balance it out. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to go with Simon. Really? That guy knows his shit. He knows his shit. He knows how to make a star. True. And he's the cynic. He's, he gives them like the factual whatever. And sometimes he's wrong. Sure. But he's pretty on point and doesn't, you know, doesn't mess it up. Do you ever watch America's Got Talent? No, never. That's a stupid show for stupid well, people. Well, Simon Cowell's a judge on it. But I, no, he's not. Yes, he is. I thought he was. I thought he was the judge on uh, what's that other show? Britain's Got Talent. What was the the X Factor? What was the five million dollar show? The X Factor. Yes. Yeah, the X Factor got canceled after two years, and he moved to America's Got Talent. Oh, he's a newer judge on that show. He's been there for, I want to say, at least eight years, if not longer. Oh, you are fucking crazy. Uh-uh. uh-huh. I will. Let me go ahead and, and tell you his uh, judge tenureship. But I was going to say, on America's Got Talent, Howie's a pretty good judge. And Mel B's a pretty good judge, too. And Heidi Klum's not bad, either. I think I just like Mel B because she's Scary Spice. I don't know what we're talking about right now. The Spice um, Girl? Let's see. It's only been on America's Got Talent for four years, you fool. Nuh-uh. There's no way that his first season was 2017. 2016. That's five seasons. Not with the pandemic. You think there was a season of America's Got Talent there this was. year? There was. I watched it. No, but trick question. Nobody watched it except for you. <laughs> the show is so stupid with stupid ex. It's like watching America's Variety Show. Of, the it's point. the Island of it's Misfits Toys for reality TV. It's, it's to so stupid. Show. Yeah, which is like watching the circus, and nobody watches the circus. No, because the circus was canceled for their mistreatment of animals. Thank you, PETA. Okay, PETA Brett, PETA well, Pocket. It's PETA Mullark. I feel so bad for, for you, for your brain, <laughs> for your your I don't know, streaming app budget and that your your Wi-Fi for having wasted time on watching that terrible show. Should I one up it one more? And uh that show has Howie Mandel. Yeah, he's a great judge. <laughs> okay. The guy behind Deal or No Deal. Okay. Also a waste of everyone's time. Weakest Link was funny because she was like, <laughs> one of her insults that Jane Lynch did was, eh, one of you is still waiting to find out where the briefcase is. Because like, throwing a little Deal or No Deal notice. A little Deal or No Deal shade. Um, but to one up 
your thought of how terrible the TV shows I watch are. You know what I was watching before we started recording? Oh my God. I don't even want to guess. It's probably so bad that if I hear it, I will quit the show. <laughs> I will stop recording. I will walk out of the room and let you do the show by yourself. The answer is the masked singer. <laughs> oh my God. I will. I will leave the show. What, what is wrong I'm with on, you? Why, why? I'm <sighs> on season two. Well, it's a good thing you don't have to do the show by yourself. There's a third person in the room. Right. And she was also watching the masked singer with me. <laughs> oh my God. Don't give in to his terrible shows. I've done it once and I'll never do it again. Also known as revenge. Oh my God. Revenge is such a good show. I mean, both of us gave in to his terrible shows and that's why we're on this podcast. So that's true. That is absolutely If you true. don't recognize her before, she's back. It is Callie O'Malley. She is here. If you didn't get the Callie O'Malley reference, it's Grey's Anatomy. I Duh. thought that was from Aristocats. Thomas O'Malley? I also thought that too. O'Malley the Alley Cat? No. I thought Alley Cat when I it's heard that. It's Callie O'Malley. Calliope? Is that her name? Calliope marries George O'Malley. So it's not a bad Are name. Are we spoiling season... Season three or four of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, right now. we don't What's spoil the last ten seasons of Grey's Anatomy, but the first ten I think are fair game. Oh, I think that might actually be how that works. Yeah. You're right. So, um, yeah, Callie O'Malley married George O'Malley. Therefore, that's how she got her name. So Callie is back. She is here because her favorite favorite of all time character in Glee. Not even in Glee, and just the fictional universe <laughs> <laughs> makes his debut. In the Glee cinematic universe, Jonathan Groff <sighs> makes his debut. That's his name. I've been I've been trying to figure it out. I, I didn't want to look it up. It's hard it's hard to be a first time watcher because anytime oh, I want to look something up, I'm too afraid. I'm, absolutely of spoilers. And I don't I don't know. So I was like just trying to think and I wanted to look up other shows he was on, and then I was just like, Nope, I'll just let one of you you know, throw it out. Well, there. I'll tell you everything you've ever needed to know about Jonathan Groff. He made his debut in the lead of Spring Awakening in like 2005 with Leah Michelle. So they've been buds since they were babies. Not 2005, probably. No, that makes sense. 2005. Yeah, mm-hmm. very sexy. He's gay. She's probably in love with him anyway. That's their debut. Then he. That's how fags and hags work. Yes. Absolutely. He's gay in I- IRL. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. And okay. then his other big stuff, he was in Mindhunter, so he plays a very serious, like, creepy man that's a detective and oh, I think it's set in the 70s, I believe. Great TV show. He does not sing in that. Then he was Kristoff uh, in the Frozen movies. He has a couple songs there. and <laughs> In both Frozen 1 and 2, he's Kristoff. Yes. Frozen oh 2, he has, like, a boy band ballad in the woods, and it it slaps. I'm lost in the woods. Wait, no, it's into the woods. Now I turn around and find I am lost in the woods. North is south, right is left. When you're gone. Okay, okay, okay. And okay, then he I was King to, George and Hamilton. <laughs> I have to do it. This has been IMDb. With Callie. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Callie wouldn't quite get that reference because she hasn't listened to the show in uh, weeks. That's not true. I'm slowly catching up. Uh, she has failed us, Zach. Failed us. Yeah, Callie has failed us. She was on episode three of the pod, which was, um, I think we can all agree, not a great episode of Glee. 
great episode of the pod, just not of the sh- like the television show. Right. It's okay, Callie. I'm paid by the minute, so I can I can wait. Join the show and then never listen again. That's um, not true. Which is fine. Um, As is her right. She paid her her fee, which was to follow us on social media and to subscribe, which is and really, the five stars. The five stars the are the most important. I did do that. Yes, that's true. We did. We did charge her five stars. Absolutely. Um, but she is back to be on this episode, episode 14 of Glee. And with that, let's get into the episode. In the 14th episode of Glee, Sue is unsuspended and using Brittany and Santana. Rachel and Will are in bed with the enemy, a.k.a. vocal adrenaline. Also, we say hello to two new guest stars. And that's what you missed on Glee. Um, all right. So this episode is uh, yam packed. It is... I, it's a very good episode, I think, for Ooh, a you know, high praise from a Zach right there to kind of kick off the back half of the season. Right. I I really appreciated that they really just dove right in. Um, yeah, I mean, but you're right. It is extremely jam packed. It's like it's like three girls. I was saying I said three guys, one girl jam packed. <sighs> try again more like three girls three cups when it comes to three slushies in oh. the face and by girls okay, i don't remember who oh exactly God. it was but they were all part of glee <laughs> so Tina, he was all part of and mercedes <laughs> i want to say yes <laughs> i think maybe. they were all, all part I of glee because the show is glee and you were watching it <laughs> well no no but our part of the glee club the jew directions really all i know is immediately i got a point right. Because I said the slushy budget I would know. return, and boy, fucking did it in the first. Did minute. you notice that they? Uh, oh no, it wasn't Tina. It was Kurt. It was Kurt, Mercedes, and Rachel. Mm. Three girls, like I said. <laughs> Next question. Um, did you notice that "Rain on My Parade" was playing? Yes. In the background, I did yes. notice that the instrumental the version. Instrumental, and uh, I also will say how precise that point was—that they would get made fun of for winning sectionals. Did I yeah. not? You did. did. You did. So you get a point. I could be on America's Got Talent. I'm a clairvoyant. Dalton, you watch that shitty show. It doesn't take much skill to predict a Ryan Murphy plot, to be fair. (laughs) Thank you. It does not. That's what I've been saying. How I went to Trader Joe's and I heard her shit talking Ryan Murphy to the Trader Joe's cashier. We were bonding. (laughs) I told her about the podcast. (laughs) Did she subscribe? No, she said even when she was a high schooler watching Glee as it was live, she knew it was problematic. And that says something. Because <laughs> I was watching it live and I was like, this is so good. <laughs> now I'm watching it yeah, and I'm Dalton's like. Dalton's like, once a high schooler, always a high right. schooler. <laughs> once a gleek, always a gleek. Am I right, ladies? Uh-huh. Um, well, we get to Figgins' office and Will apparently forgets that they have to place at regionals. He's like, what do you mean? Lee did so great at sectionals. And it's like. Will, we always knew this. We always knew from the get-go that if you did not place at regionals, the club was cut. So how did you, like, somehow forget that? Privileged white man. That's all I'll say. You know, have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Am I right, ladies? He's not even mediocre. That's generous. <laughs> I, I like how the uh, the reasoning for kind of ending the club is the electricity. <laughs> 2%! And the Cheerios. The, the Cheerios have to use, you know, the auditorium because you have to remember, it's Ohio. They have weather. Uh-huh, um, for sure. And then we um, find out... Guess who's back? Sue is back, back, back again. 
Thank God. And it's really implied that she slept with Figgins and I was all I was waiting for the sex tape. You know? Um and she brings Figgins coffee and she goes, I would have gotten you one, Will, but I don't like you. <laughs> yes. We got some more hair comments. We I actually I I just I I wrote down so I have curly hair and I wrote down Sue has some major curly hair racism because <laughs> she's always insulting the amount of product he has, but you need product to prevent frizz and have some curl definition. And just going to say, we might hear some reasoning in the future. Oh, yeah. For his hair? No, I'm going to leave it at that. So there's not too many spoilers. It's you know? less interesting than you okay. think. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I'm getting ready to have a Sue Perm backstory episode. Can I make that prediction at this point? I mean, you make your prediction well. at the end of the episode. and you I'll let you do what you want to do. What you feel empowered to do as an individual of this podcast, of this earth. At this point, it's a Ryan Murphy show. So, of course, there's a Perm episode. Can't <laughs> well, wait. Callie... Callie introduced me to a YouTuber called Mike's Mike, and I all I did today was watch Mike's Mike videos. Oh, good day. And so uh, it's been a really good day, but I think I only can speak in memes now. Don't you only ever already no, Mike's speak in Mike memes? Is it's next an level. Ascension. <laughs> like, it is insane. Mike and Dalton can't exist in the same room. I think the universe would explode. <laughs> like, it just can't happen. Um, I, say, I say you this video about uh, Big Brother... Celebrity Big Brother, and I don't think you watched it, but... Probably not. I ignore most links that get sent to me from you. Um, however, I will say that people who do want to be your friend, there is a list, it is forming, and one of those people is my manager who listened to the other podcast that we did together and said, I want to be his friend. And I said... Does he, does he <laughs> no, want to be my friend, or does he <laughs> want to be, like, my friend? Friend. Well, considering he is not a he and is actually a she. Okay. How very, how very, how very uh, masculine of you. Mas- uh, what's that called? Genderist of you to assume that my manager must therefore be. A I man. thought you said he. I, oh, did you? I reject that whole. You're such a feminist. All right. Um, I will continue to say, okay. <laughs> Does she want to be more than a friend? Should we go to Sugar Mama? All right. She she doesn't look like Connie oh, Britton. Damn. And, and she's and... not Connie Britton. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I did, however, read that your other love in life, Dolly Parton, had donated to fund the 94.5% vaccine. She did. That might COVID-19 is going to single-handedly get wiped off the face of the earth because of Dolly Parton. Honestly, yeah. It's not just like <laughs> good luck for her. or It wasn't, oh, she researched the company whatever no anything she touches turns to gold right so she blessed the vaccine trial (laughs) that's what happened that's the fact (laughs) she was blessed by our lord and savior plastic surgery and i think that she can just Uh carry on those blessings to everyone else (laughs) oh my god speaking of blessings uh i guess winter means basketball season at this high school which of course is true so i understood this however what does not look good in winter and what does not bless us is Finn in a jersey. He looks goofy he ass. He sucks at football Am I right? and basketball. Um, Rachel made them relationship calendars, though. So, I mean, at least he can keep up with his games uh, and his relationship duties. <laughs> but absolutely. we learned that he's still not over Quinn. So he's dating Rachel, but not over Quinn. And when he was dating Quinn, he was kind of, like, done with her and was really intrigued by Rachel. So I think he just sucks. And it's not that he actually... 
values one of these women over the other. I think he just likes what is not currently dating him. Which is why I think Callie hates him a lot, which is why I think she doesn't cry when the actual actor dies. (laughs) I have nothing against the actor. I just was not watching this show. I did not know who that man was. And then when you... I am sorry to this man. I don't know. And then you're so detached from it in history. Like, I don't know. If I see something about Michael Jackson dying, that's so long ago. You know? I don't know. Heath... I mean, even Heath Ledger doesn't bum me out anymore. This guy sucks. He's a bad singer. He's a bad actor. And he honestly deserves zero screen time. And worse so, Dalton told me, that he was looking at some article that talked about every actor's salaries oh, yeah. in the first season oh, no. of the show. And I have a terrible feeling that he was the highest paid amongst his cast. Am I right? Not, you know, everybody, but amongst like the kids. Am I no, right about Michelle was paid the most. Oh, thank well, God. That's not All a right. surprise because she was a fucking bitch to everyone on the set. And I mean, to be fair, she was the only person with like a resume. And I also think at she's... That point- I was watching another video today after I watched a lot of Mike's Mike's videos and it was about Glee and she talked about how um, one of the unpopular opinions about Glee is that it's really just Rachel and friends. Like that's literally what the show is. And I was like, it kind of gets to that to a point is it is Rachel's story. Yeah. That's literally the best part of the show right now. I'm confused. What show am I watching? I think Rachel's the least interesting part of the show. I don't care if she's the most interesting. She has the best voice. That's all that matters. I still don't think she has the best uh, voice. The about he singing. just has not seen Santana. He has not seen... He's I, seen I, our Lord and Savior, Jesse yeah. St. James. <laughs> I would say right. his, better, his voice is better than Rachel's. She still has the best voice. That's all that matters. Again, I'm the judge in that in that room last time. You know What are they, honking? <laughs> like, Finn is honking. It's bad. It sounds like honking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love that Puck tells Quinn that she needs to chill at the drive-thru because he doesn't dig on fat chicks. <laughs> and she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, is that my fault? And, and I'm like, is. yes, <laughs> it's your up. fault. Yeah, quit supersizing it. Or Ken gained 40 pounds and stopped showering after Emma broke up with him. And that's Finn's role model. He said, I want to be like this broken man. What a dream. What yeah. is wrong with him? Exactly. Do you not want to be like a broken shell of a man? <laughs> No, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> um, again, Sue is um, unsuspended, and she has our first problematic back half quote of the season, which is as she's cutting this uh, student's <laughs> hair and then saying, "Good, I couldn't with your she now looks. <laughs> couldn't identify Ooh, you, basically." And then wow. I'm going to donate Ouch. this to the victims of Hurricane Katrina, and then immediately hands it to a random girl. Also, this is her, count it, second track suit of the episode. And we were like five minutes in. We haven't even gotten the intro oh, thing yeah. that goes glee. Like, it's still like two track suits. She's there. We, we didn't just bring back yep. the slushy budget, that track suit budget, full fledged. And when Absolutely. she either um, pretends to have sex with Higgins or actually does, who knows, she whips up the comforter, full track suit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing less. So we do find out, as Callie mentioned, that she arranged a dinner with Figgins where she ended up drugging him and then taking photos of them in bed together like they were. A.K.A. blackmailing him. So she'd get back to the Cheerios. And then when she's telling all of this to Will, he's in such a maze. And Sue's like, well, uh, 
You got you got enough product in your hair to season a wok, which which was the best uh, the hair comment this episode for sure. Um, Glee Club is um now in session, um and. I'm over here reading my comment on my note. Like, what does this Hello? mean? Kurt M dash. No, she's dead. This <laughs> oh is. Oh my God. That son. was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I wrote that down too. <laughs> I, my autocorrect autocorrected the word son to S U N. So I was very confused what was happening. It turns out when people call his house, he answers the phone and says, and this happened, this, this struck a chord. Cause this used to happen to me. People would be like Linda. And I'm like, no, 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 this is her son. Uh, yeah, You're he's like, like sorry, no, my balls haven't dropped son. yet. She's dead. Uh, this is. <laughs> yes. And in Kurt's world, uh, his mom is dead. People know that. And they're probably like, do we know Kurt's mom's no, name? No, I don't think we ever find out. Is it All right, they're like, Clarice. And he's like. <laughs> I think, I'm sorry, carry on. I think I made that up. I think Callie's on some sort of drug that she did when I was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we found out that uh, Rachel's training bra got soaked with the slushy. Which makes no sense, because if it's a sports bra, whatever, training bra is like what you go get at the store when you barely just have boobies, and your mom's like, oh, you look a little funky under your like fitted tee. And she said it like a brag. She said it like a flex on everyone. But we also know that her boobs are big. Like, we went yeah. over this. Like, she's got boobs. It's almost like she said, oh, not on my Victoria's Secret lingerie. That's how she described her training bra. <laughs> and also, just don't share that. She has two gay dads. It's not her fault. She doesn't know any better. <laughs> but uh, what did Will decide that this week's Glee assignment was going to be? Hello. You say yes. Um, <laughs> I say oh no. And... I have a mini rant about wow. this, so... Go. We're here for it. Oh, wait. Actually, no, not do it, yet. Do it it's not Yeah, it's later. <laughs> I, I will hold the rant until it's more appropriate. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the stakes, <laughs> the, uh, the assignment, as it were, is they have to have a song that includes the word hello. And then we cut to Emma's... Emma Wemma's office, and Will and Emma are staring at each other, awkward as fuck, <sighs> not saying anything. Uh, which, to me... Is point two for Zach. I said Will and Emma would be in their honeymoon phase. See, I phase. don't think they're in their honeymoon phase. They have I to be. The whole point of this episode. I don't think that they're dating, which would get rid of the honeymoon phase. What? Yeah, they just have okay, sexual tension. Let me pull up. Because yeah. they kissed once. Let me pull up the quote from this episode where he says that he is dating her. And then somebody else says, so you're blank and you're dating another person. Interesting. Well, at that point, they had gone on a date. Which, if you're a little intense, right. you can call one date dating, I guess. Whatever. I don't think it's a honeymoon phase. I think they've had multiple no, dates. No, he says first date. They say he says, that. Oh, it's their first date. We should go on our first date, get to know each other yeah. outside of school. There's so many things but to learn But they've been about. hanging out a lot. She's in his place making him dinner that at was, some that point was randomly. The second no one does date. that for a yes, second date. It would be that. No it would fucking be way. I will, uh-uh. I, will, uh-uh. I will give you half a point, but you do not get a full point. Oh, my God. I feel as if I, my last argument, which maybe is more, maybe it you know resonates more later in the show, is they have to go through a honeymoon phase to get to where we're going this no, episode. No, because you can, you can not even date someone and break up. Like, you can, you can be date, you, How do you a everything I did in college. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A honeymoon phase is like, you're actually dating your boyfriend and boyfriend or boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend or girlfriend, your partners. You're and so you're, in love. You're so in love. They're you're perfect. All gushy. You got that puppy love moment. But they're not there. They're not even, they haven't even DTR'd yet. 
And later on in the episode, he says they had one date. She set her physical boundaries. He says, that's fine. And then the first thing he says about it is, it's just not really working. Which is not honeymoon phase. That's a horn dog. Right. There's, <laughs> at this point, they're just making out at school. But not even. Just All the right, one kiss. Outrageous. He says, we've kissed before. And she said, that kiss was a sneak attack. So they've kissed one time, what we saw. So let's vote on how many points that gets. <laughs> I say half a point. Callie? <laughs> You said you said you gave yourself a full point. I will say his full thing was yeah. Emma and Will are in their honeymoon phase. That was his full. Yeah, I agree with half a point because William Schuster is an emotionally stunted horn dog creep. So I don't think he's capable of a honeymoon phase right now. So that was again like that was stacked up against you, you know. <laughs> Listeners, um, give us five stars if you think that I have been. Um screwed by the uh the group think that is happening inside of a single room together uh oh, you know don't uh, i love to how fight, many though? miles away from me yeah we normally fight about glee so this is a rarity <laughs> all i know is i was i was getting a full point and i went to sleep and overnight a half a point was taken <laughs> you away granted from me yourself i just that don't point. understand so that's like trump declaring that the election was his and he just <laughs> just claiming certain states he's like oh we're claiming georgia we're claiming pennsylvania yeah you tweeted out that you got a full point and below it twitter said <laughs> this, this information is, this is contested <laughs> <laughs> election it's officials okay. do not agree countless lawsuits. it was like below it was like lord has said that this is incorrect <laughs> Uh, speaking of Twitter, Zach, did you see the Twitter poll on our Twitter today? No, I didn't. Um, because the options were, do you know? Much like Fleet, I did not see that. <laughs> God. Um, it was about the lovely Barbara Streisand. Do you know why she's famous? The answers were, yes, of course. No, not really. Glee. And the third one was, no, she's overrated. And it's half yes and half not really Glee. No one thinks she's overrated, oh, wow. so you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down under my bio, I guess. I and this, is, this has been, Zach is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Judges? Dot, dot, dot. I'm stupid. <laughs> well, they don't end up making out at school because Emma has to, you know, clean her mouth and do a dental dam or whatever they're called before then. <laughs> and then um, Will proposes that they go on their first date and he's going to cook her dinner. But that seems yep. to be very uncomfy. Like, oh, Because they're wrote, like whispering this think, the whole time. And he's so slimy. Like, it's like someone hitting on a stranger at a party and they're about to drug this girl and they're trying to make her comfy. Yeah. That's how he's speaking to her. I don't know. I think... She's into it, though. That's the problem here is that she's so, so we into should it. be scared. Like, we should right. call somebody about I th- it. I think that this is very much like uh, <laughs> the Kevin Spacey version of grooming. Like, they are... <laughs> oh, my God. This is not going well. <laughs> I feel very uncomfy. Flash forward to Sue's office. And we get another tracksuit. <laughs> yes, and she's on her treadmill. Or, well, her elliptical, I guess, is I better. Think it's, I think it's an elliptical. Me too. Um, Sue is displeased. And the way she is now going to go after Will's Glee Club, it's no longer about the Glee Club, which I like how they've kind of more personified it as her distrust and distaste for Will. Um, She is going to utilize Brittany and Santana um, by tempting them with the head cheerleader position and tasking them to go after Rachel by going after, wink, wink, Finn. 
And um, then we get to the auditorium where Will is giving Finn advice about what to do post-breakup. <sighs> and he says, you know what? Sing a new song for the new and improved Finn Hudson. And that'll really, you know, get you going and let you decide what you want to do. And so Finn decides to give us our first song of the episode, which is Hello, I Love You by The Doors. Which, before we tear apart the performance, which I really hope we do, (laughs) Will gave the worst advice I've ever heard of just, oh, you just got dumped. Oh, you did stupid stuff. That wasn't you. That was the old you. You're new. It's like all this stuff happened a week ago. This is not, like, a year of journey and healing. And he's like, I didn't get, like, gaslit by my own wife. That was the old Will. Now I'm better. Let's just deny and repress and sing about it. Great mentor right there. (laughs) Well, Zach, before Callie tears into the performance, what do you think of the performance? I All I wrote down was, oh, no, (laughs) a Finn solo is coming. Um, Is this the first Finn solo? No, <laughs> but Zach was probably well. No, no, terrified. but it's the fifth of this episode. Oh yeah, and slash or this half of the season. Um, I was like, oh, this is how we're gonna kick this off. The first <laughs> musical number is by fucking Finn, goof ball in the jersey, Franken teen behind the mic. What? Well, and I wrote down that um, he's awkward, but I think he sounds fine. He does. It's one of his better ones. Um. And we do learn through this that he's obviously still in love with Quinn, even though all these cheerleaders are flirting with him. And there's a scene, and if I end up getting a good snippet of it, I'm going to put it on the socials. But Kurt is um, paying very close attention to him singing, and Kurt looks like he literally jizzed himself. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think that's accurate. (laughs) Because he's like, he's like, hello! And Kurt's just like, oh. (laughs) Like, it's like very clear that Kurt came. In that very moment. But he finishes singing and Rachel stands up and she goes, and that fellow Glee Clubbers is how we say hello. Which, ugh, yeah. Okay, Rachel. This is her boyfriend. He's everyone just, should know. Like, I know everyone knows he's a bad dancer, but beyond that, he's just so uncomfortable and awkward in his body. Right. I was kind trying of a few. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable in my body. I just don't know the size of it, and I will fall and knock things over, but I'm comfortable. <laughs> you know that, Zach, you've heard of that movie on Netflix about uh, the oh, girl who's up. really tall, <laughs> and it's uh, her whole life is described by the fact that she's tall. And she's bullied because she's a six foot three blonde woman. <laughs> like, that's beautiful. <laughs> Are we talking about the, the Disney Channel original series or movie? Uh, double teamed? No. Oh, what? <laughs> We're about the Netflix original movie, Tall Girl. <laughs> it's about Callie. <laughs> no, of course not. I haven't watched that ridiculous show. But no I did one watch watched Double it. Team. I did. It it was what you expected. Utter trash. But, you know. <laughs> it was pretty much a white woman who said that her whole life was awful because she was tall. And it was like. She said, you think you're, you think you have problems? Try trying to buy size 15 Jordans or whatever. I was like, yeah, all these high schoolers have no problems at all. You having to buy big shoes from your rich parents' money. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, Finn, he's so awkward in his body because it's not, oh, he's stocky or he's tall or, oh, he just can't dance. Because some of them can't dance, but they just look comfortable when they're standing still, you know? And even him running down the court, it just is painful to watch. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't know how to exist as himself anyway 
Um, did you see, though, after the song, how Santana and Britney walked up to him? With their pinkies? Uh, holding holding hand fingers, pinkies. I guess? They just had little pinkies together. They were just... Which I think is, like, kind of the most flirty, slutty, cheerleader thing you could do without doing anything. You it know? was hot. It was kind of hot. Yeah. With their little lettermans on, like, ooh. And they end up asking him out on a date together, which is obviously every guy's dream, right? A cheerleader, two cheerleaders, two. I I wrote down, uh, Finn is so straight, I hate him. Because he looked overwhelmed. (laughs) But that's the most cliche straight guy thing of two cheerleaders want to go on a date with me? Oh my god. Right. Wow. I mean, he definitely in his head was like thinking of the mailman, so he didn't pop a chub right there. (laughs) I mean, I was over here saying... Good move. Two for the price of one? Hell yeah, dump Rachel. You don't need that in your life. I get the fact that like he just got out of a relationship and probably shouldn't jump into another one, but... He was leading Rachel on, though. He, he was leading Rachel on for a long time, and you shouldn't say yes to a date with Santana and Brittany if you're still technically dating Rachel. But he had said... Hey. Um, I think I quoted it. I think I'm dating Rachel. At least she thinks I am. He said right. that to their I teacher. What? I think he's oblivious. I think A, no, that I think he's, he's not exclusive. Yeah, I think he didn't I don't think want he's to be exclu- dating her. All right, this is the one time I'm ever standing up for him. <laughs> a, I don't think he has any fucking clue what he's doing at any time. And Rachel is so overwhelming to him <laughs> that I think he could literally just be dragged along on a leash. I think she's leading him on, if nothing more, in terms of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're together. Duh. I, I think he has no fucking clue. I don't I think, think he's she's just leading going him along on. with the ride because he's she's leading him to the bedroom. I, I well, that's what I'm saying. She's she's just, just sorry. Replace the word leading with dragging him along. <laughs> she's dragging yes. him on. Yes. And at that point, I don't think he knows whether or not to do anything for himself. And I think he finally decides, you know what? Two cheerleaders for the price of none. I'll do that. I'll do this for myself. Was it a bad move? Sure. But I do think that he kind of makes a decision finally for himself. But yeah, obviously don't do that for those two. Come on. Callie says that's fair. Since it was your argument, I'm going to say you're wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We are in the hallway again and Brittany and Santana approach Finn for the second time and they lay down the law that they're going to breadsticks at 8 p.m. on Friday. Uh Rachel sees blah, blah, blah. Mm hmm. And she's like, I just want you to be honest with me because that's what I'm going to do with you. Um, And he is honest and basically says, bye, (laughs) Felicia. (laughs) And then Rachel does not take that very well. It calls him out on his shit and then storms off. (laughs) And then calls him out in a song. So yeah, Rachel can't read because this assignment's hello. And so she thought, oh, let me do a song. Hell can't read yeah and rachel so, gives us our second song which is gives you hell by all american rejects it's and this is just such a, like a <laughs> it's just such a campy it's a campy song oh like you know anybody what in high hell? school uh not conversion camp that's what you think camp means um <laughs> Oh gives you hell, which is <laughs> which is just like such a campy like you know all all high schoolers knew this song oh yeah you sang it at like your local county fair it was fun i just what? <laughs> you made fun of the county fair comment? yeah the, you sang this at your local county fair yeah, i don't I, know what county fairs y'all had in indiana at ours we were wearing uh there was mud and uh you were listening to country music and Ew. 
we uh, we did have lots of fried food. The North oh, Carolina so State much. Fair is known for its fried Oreos, oh, Texas Fairs, fried Twinkies, funnel cakes, fried Kool Aid, corn dogs, fried cookie dough, fried broccoli. The fried broccoli, jalapeno poppers, oh jalapeno poppers, <laughs> uh, regular <laughs> so poppers. Okay. Get in the I said local, local. County, not state. No, well, county fairs slap <laughs> in the great state of Texas. <laughs> well, in, in North oh, Carolina, nice. where I lived in North Carolina, there was not a county <laughs> oh, fair because we were in the state capital. <laughs> so we were just having I, oh, the state I just, fair. <laughs> I apologize uh, to anyone who had to endure that. Like, did you I go had walk to. around and sing at the fair? Like, when you're there, you went no, to your friends you, like, just hanging out. I now out. just see Zach, like, holding hands with his high school girlfriend, like, skipping through the thing and being like, when you see my face, hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. You heard bops. Bops were happening at the fair. You got off the scrambler, and then you heard You rode rides. Okay. Oh, I have. Absolutely. Oh. Just not the rides that went upside down because they were handmade by the carnies. Oh, yeah. The first <laughs> ride, the, literally the first year I was in North Carolina, someone died on a ride, and they still had exactly. it going. Going for the rest of the fair, and then another person died oh on that same ride. They like they they move over to the uh, accidents at work page, <laughs> and they like wipe away the, the the two days that they had on there. Zero like, okay, days since our last death. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they're like, eh. you know, plus or minus one is what we what was we all guessed. So um, Rachel right. is so singing about Finn, obviously, and I like how it's it's they all do decent, right? Like it's fine. And Rachel, of course, put some anger behind it, which is also great. But then Will's kind of like, no, oh, he's mad. <laughs> none of that. He big he's mad. mad. Well, I think it's because Finn is also like his little, um, his little munchkin. His, yeah, his little, his little, <laughs> his, uh, his favorite student, the teacher's pet, you know, his, uh, his lovely bathroom. His oh, I was going to say his locker room fantasy. Oh! Uh, and again, we wish. <laughs> Um, I actually really don't. I'm actually, I'd be I very, I'd be very, I want to see Will in that, but Finn makes me too uncomfortable. Will, make, both well, of them make me uncomfortable. Sure. Jesse St. James and, um, I guess Will. No, he doesn't deserve Give it. me like a Will and Puck moment. I'd be down. All right. Okay. Yeah. See, we can get behind that. Oh my God. Hold your, your, do you have more on this? This is my Oh, yeah. Rant. I was just going to say, so during Gives You Hell, uh, everyone joins in, and Mike Chang, <sighs> hot as hell. I had to take cute. a moment. <laughs> I had to clean up cute. the downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a waste of your mental energy right now. I would just keep waiting for him to explode into attractiveness as you keep pretending that he is, and he never does. Oh, my God. He's so hot. He goes to the we ground and does know. that, like, dancing thing where he, like, comes up and he's like... But also Dalton's type. No. Is your is Dalton's type your type, Zach? Because Dalton and I's types, if you have a Venn diagram, if you get <laughs> a magnifying glass, you can see it cross a little bit. And like a flea can fit inside the overlap. But for the rest, And it's the no. female side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the female side. Because <laughs> he thinks the guys I like are homeless. And I think the guys he likes look 12 years old. <laughs> uh, Callie has determined that my type is a... Uh, twink of color i don't think yours is a twink of color anymore i don't why because everybody you send my way not a twink but yes of color i would say they're either twinks or twunks i don't think so i say you a twink today they're soft boys they're not even soft boys (laughs) they're twinks with like a juicy butt (laughs) 
Thank you. They're not scrawny. Yeah, we've gone over. I like boys that have like a slight layer of fat around them. And a huge layer of fat on the that on ass. On their ass. <laughs> Anyways, none of this is related to, to whatever the fuck... Oh, I have Dude, a Dude, he breakdances. Mike Chang. Oh, Mike Chang. <laughs> he is, does not at all fit that category. I would say he's a, he's he is definitely more jock than twink. And I don't think he has anything that you're looking for. He doesn't have Mike the Chang's midsection. Top. Is Mike Chang I think a he top? might be. I think he's a top. Uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gals. Uh, <laughs> what did you say, ladies and gays? Ladies and uh, gays. Gays and gals. <laughs> gays and gals. Mike Chang is a top. But back on Glee... <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> so, back on the show, we're here to discuss. We talked about how she was big mad during Rachel's campy, fun county fair song. <laughs> and he gets mad. And he's like, guys, the assignment was hello, not hell. You aren't taking this seriously. He starts yelling at them. And my question is, what does it matter? Because she sang a song. Everyone harmonized. Everyone performed. And, and they don't ever pick a set list until the night before. And then it's usually bad. <laughs> and they just do each week. They're just bullshitting. They're like, oh, sing a song about going to sleep. And then he's like, good job, guys. Like, we're going to beat vocal adrenaline now. And they just goofed around with their pals. And then the day before, he's like, guys, set list. We need songs. We need songs. Journey. Jackson 5. Let's go. And so why did he scream at them? Because they had a good song. I see both sides of it. I do think that he was definitely over the top, and it's because he was trying to protect his fuck buddy fan. Yeah. (laughs) But on the other hand, I think that he is right that, like, if he gives you an assignment, he's your teacher, and he gives you an assignment because he's wanting you to get better at something, obviously. Fair. And you're not doing it, he's going to be upset. Fair, but... My personality, if you're a bad authority figure, I resent you and I hate you. If you're a good authority figure, respect. He's so bad. And it's a stupid assignment because it does nothing to help. It's not like scales. It's not something that's slightly out of your range. It's not harmonizing, etc. It's a theme. But then they never use them for the set list. They're not building a like complex themed set list that like kind of connect and it's really intense. No, it's just all valid. All the what? I said all valid. Yeah, so that's what makes me mad. You're right that if a teacher is ignored, they'll get mad. They are the teacher. But it's stupid. I think he's sexually frustrated <laughs> and they're <therefore laughs> taking it on the kids. He wants he wants to bang that doe baby, Emma. <laughs> that Bambi? Bambi. <laughs> I was so upset when they shot your mom. <laughs> Iconic glee moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of hurling, uh, let's go on break. Uh, let's hurl us to a verse stop. <laughs> Callie, what is the verse stop of the week? As the guest, it is your honor to give us what song are you jamming to right now? What is your lady jam? What it really builds, you know? Give us some jam for this peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Pump up so the jams. Pump it up. My song is from a, a local Austin pal band, Duncan Fellows. Local. And... Okay. Never heard of them. Yeah, they're like Nope, neither. I mean, I listen to a bunch of random indie shit and they're they're pretty popular in Austin and like they've opened for all the like standard indie folk. Uh I'm not a huge fan, but this song goes off. It's called Like I Used To. It's from their new album, which is like more angsty sad boy, my fave. And I have listened to this song easily fifty times in the last couple weeks. 
<laughs> this is a rave review. I love it. I love it so I'm, much. I'm not really a huge fan, but this song goes off. <laughs> Well, I definitely feel like that could have been in 13 Reasons Why or something. Like, oh I got that kind of I vibe. I shit. I would like to... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to also let everyone know that the views of Callie McMurray are not the views of this podcast. <laughs> Did I say something offensive? No, the song was offensive. The song was not offensive? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I listened to Sad are you saying Boy to your Indie eardrums? shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I know my Zach, I'll send it to All you right, just Kelly. so you can listen to it again. Perfect. Uh, and make sure it's on Apple Music, not that green thing she showed you. Take it oh. slow. Take it okay. slow. Okay. You know when you're, you know they haven't bottomed in a while. It's very tight. You got to take it slow. Hey, hey. I'm just getting to my spot in my notes. Okay. You got to get to that spot. So Rachel. <laughs> hit the spot. Rachel's in the bookstore. Yeah. My iPhone mini hit the spot. Seven. 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 <laughs> seven. <laughs> Who who knew my seven was five point four inches diagonally? Am I right? That's not really much to brag about, Zach. But okay. Oh, hey, five point four sounds about average. Nothing to brag about. Okay, so yeah, I we're in the bookstore. In Rachel's a little crestfallen because she just got. First of all, she got dumped, and then in her revenge song, got scolded by an authority figure. Nightmare for her. And then out of the books, we see God Himself, Jonathan Groff. <laughs> Playing Jesse St. James. He swoops in, insults her, king of the neg. He's like, oh, I heard you. Like, your performance wasn't that great, but, like, I think you have some talent. Oh, so she's in love with him immediately. Straight girls love a neg. And then he calls the library one of his favorite haunts. So cool. And such a dick. Love it. And then he says he has a full ride to UCLA. Maybe you've heard of it. It's in Los Angeles. <laughs> that was my favorite part is when he was like, was it? UCLA, it's in Los Angeles. <laughs> Did he say UCLA? I heard something, 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 something Hollywood. No, he, he said actually UCLA. Said, I think he said the University of California in Los Angeles. Have you heard of it? It's in Los Angeles. Yes. I think he said the full title of the university <laughs> and then did. was still like um, being annoying about it. I mean, so annoying. Uh, you're right. I also... At this point... I hate him. We should all know. We should all put this out there. At this moment, precisely, I hate him. Do you him, hate him because he's cocky? Or? It's it's just a smug son of a bitch situation. But then he sings, and I'm like, okay, I'm into right, it. Right, because you know? I also, right. I do like his, I think his, I actually don't like his critique because it's false, but his critique of Random I Prayed lacking emotional depth, I'm like, that's a good critique you can give someone. But you're wrong. Like, Rain on My Parade, Zach even said, gave him the goosies. And you can't Goosies. you can't hate on Rachel singing show tunes because that's where she truly excels. Like right. when she sings a pop song, it's kind of awkward sometimes. Yeah. But if it has ever been performed on a stage, she will take it away. You know. And what song do they sing? Hello by Lionel Richie. Ugh. And it was great. Rachel could have done without. Just like when Christian Chenoweth sang 
maybe this time, could have done without Rachel, you know? Valid. But, like, their voices go nice together. He excels. My ovaries fell out of my body. (laughs) Oh, I also wrote, oh, so this is what a male lead should sound like. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Callie has this theory that Jonathan Groff should have been Finn. Anyone should have been Finn, but yes, I would have loved that. Because I also wrote this. Yes. Why does this gay man play a straight man better than Finn Hudson? (laughs) Right. <laughs> and this is a romance I can root for. I cannot root for a Finn and a Rachel. I just can't. Well, I won't. I will say two Broadway singers singing together is like always a magical moment. Like Fair. that and was like. They've performed together. They're best friends. They have chemistry. But is she dating right? Corey in real life at this point? I don't think her and Corey started dating in real life until after a season or two. Okay. So maybe that that's why they're uncomfortable because they're into each other or someone's into and the for other. for the first time. Listeners out there, Corey, Corey Monteith, Finn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then Leah, Michelle, Perfect. Rachel. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. I I just wrote a lot of things like I have chill six exclamation points. I wrote, why is there a practiced string section? <laughs> I saw that Randomly and thought Zach will comment on this. I just knew it in my bones that you would comment on the prepared orchestra with chairs <laughs> right. in the library. Right. Just chiming in out of nowhere. Well, it's his favorite Thanks, stomping guys. ground. Maybe they're like no, prepared for him. His favorite haunt. His favorite haunt. <laughs> um, I mean, I wrote down, damn, that's how you do it. That's how you pick somebody up at the right? fucking library. My dream. If I Jonathan wanted to Groff kiss the whole time. Hit on me. In, if anyone hit on me in a library, let alone Jonathan Groff hit on me in a library. You do love a bookstore moment. I do love a bookstore moment. <laughs> you know who else loved a bookstore moment? moment the girl on you (laughs) okay i may or may not have had slash currently have a crush on a local bookstore owner who will remain nameless oh my god he's not gay dalton harassed me and i i asked him out a year ago he said yes and then said no because i was too young for him it's fine zach let's play our favorite game (gasps) three strikes and you're gay okay (laughs) number one i would love to number one Uh lives in dc (laughs) (laughs) number two owns a bookstore extra gay what Uh was the third strike you you just said i know you like made some bullshit up like that like he has a dog makes up an excuse "Hmm." called i'm too old for you gay Gay. (laughs) (laughs) so zach and that has been three strikes strikes, you're you're gay Anyway, when <laughs> I got that bullying from Dalton, like I was about to ask this man. It's out. been like a year now. Oh yeah, I'm not over <laughs> it. And Dalton would say, mm, "You better not ask him out because he's gay." I can ask him out. Like I'll let you know how it goes. I was like, "No, Dalton." So when that <laughs> harassment ended, you got big. Actually, maybe got big before. I don't know. But then people would be like, "Callie, you dodged a bullet. Have you seen you? Oh my goodness!" But yep. no, that made a bad name for bookstore men. But we're gonna reclaim it. What today. was his name? We don't need to. He won't listen to this. Should I just say it? I mean, you don't name drop it. You can say his name, but you don't have to say where he works. His so name's Adam. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to Adam. say Dalton, would you like to play extra credit three strikes your game? I'm ready, Zach. <laughs> name is Adam. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been again three strikes, three strikes your game. Um, <laughs> we're talking about that's how you pick up a woman in, uh, a, in a bookstore with an orchestra. And a baby grand piano. (laughs) Where on the other hand, Finn is having a date pretty much simultaneously at Breadsticks with Santana. And Santana decides that she's going to send all the food back 
because it wasn't up to standards and Brittany found a mouse in her. <laughs> Which, to be I'm, fair, Brittany could easily find a mouse in her food, eat it, ignore it, whatever, no problem. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility. That's not, yeah, it's pretty fair. And then, well, and I just wrote down, AKA round two for food. They wanted more food and so they just sent it back and asked for more. Right, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have to do whatever we tell you to do. <laughs> this obviously was before really? breadsticks slash Olive Garden, whatever they're called, did the buy one, take one, <laughs> you know? Sure. They, were, they wanted a sure. second one, but they hadn't started that franchise yet. Sure. Or, you know, they always say it's all you can eat, soup, salad, and breadsticks, and I think maybe they jumped the gun on that. Yeah. At breads- is breadsticks the restaurant name? I forget. Yeah, breadsticks mm-hmm. is the restaurant name. And I love that gotcha. also at this point we don't know that they're on a date. We just see Ray, or Santana and Brittany talking. Two, two pals hanging two out. Two pals hanging out. They talk about Puck and how hot he is. And then they talk about Finn. And they say, well, he's not hot. He's cute. <laughs> I said exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Spilling the tea. And then they turn and he's like, guys, I'm I'm here. Can you please include me in your conversation? Like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, can you please wait in the car? <laughs> they literally ask him to wait in the car. And Santana goes, this is how this is going to go. You buy us dinner and we make out in front of you. And I'm like, I think that's fair. <laughs> I absolutely. I would leave my credit card. They finally, he finally leaves the table and <laughs> Brittany goes, did you know that dolphins are just gay sharks? I knew you would like that moment. <laughs> I think it was also like her, like a, a more subtle, you know, winking at us. Well, they're like, yeah. In the last gays. episode, he forgot or somehow missed the whole scene where they're doing the phone call. And Mercedes is like, aren't you in uh, Santana? Aren't you in Puck dating? Because like, you shouldn't you be upset that Quinn's the baby mom? And she goes, we're not dating. Dating. Sex is not dating. And Brittany goes, if it were me and Santana and I would be dating. Zach missed it. <laughs> you have to actually it's still yet to be proven listen to, to me, the dialogue yeah. to follow the show, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was just supposed to know like the general gist, you know? Well, there's not a, there's not a plot, so there's not a general gist to get. <laughs> right. Also known as Dalton's nickname in high school, General Jizz. <laughs> Audience, was that funny? No, it was not funny. Okay. It was a bummer. (laughs) What even? I mean, the only jizz I saw was my own, you know? Exactly. We get to see Will and Emma dancing together for Uh, another time in his apartment to the song Hello Again by Neil Diamond. What a creepy first date. Creepy. Is this the first date? This is the first date. Because he straight up says we should go on our first date. To my Again, I still don't agree. I listen to the dialogue, Zach, so I pick up on these details. <laughs> I still don't agree. They they have a long term romance that has been happening at school. They basically threw a label on it. That's why it's not like it's the very beginning of this shit. Well, first date together. doesn't mean the beginning of the entanglement. It's just their first proper date. Ooh, entanglement. Thank you, Jada Pickett Smith. Entanglement. <laughs> It's just I don't get that reference. Uh, I so don't either, but I laughed. Jada Pickett Smith cheated on Will Smith, and she said that it wasn't cheating. She was in an entanglement with oh. someone else because it wasn't an affair. And they, she told mm. him this live on like a red table talk, and mm. you see Will. There's a meme of Will Smith like sobbing, and that's been like a meme now because meme culture. Poor Will. Also a bitch, Will Smith. Really? Oh yeah, couldn't stand him. Huh. So Zach's I never understand the French the Fresh Prince 
galore that people love so much. So audience, Zach is what? Racist. Got it. Okay. So if that makes me racist, you know what? Yes. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is an amazing show. Shark Tank. No, it's amazing. Shark Tank. Shark. Tail. Tail. Amazing movie. Okay. I'm talking about Fresh Prince and no, I've never seen Shark Tail. Working at the car wash. So you're admitting you have no culture. Great. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) If cartoons and shitty 90s sitcoms are culture, then you watch (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. Drag him. Also known as a Japanese inspired anime. Which is a what? Cartoon. Japanese anime, which would be culture compared to a 90s trashy sitcom. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Oh, Emma stops him while they're making on the couch to let him know that she's a virgin. She's a virgin who can't drive. I and I just thought, <laughs> same girl, same. Because, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> this, that was what I always thought whole, when watching this. Because I was like, she's a virgin. And I was like, I get that. This whole scene was just a little too cutesy for me. Oh, I wouldn't have called it and, that. I would have said repulsive, repugnant, uncomfortable, <laughs> etc. I also get kind of furiously mad when there's like, when a moment like this happens, like it does in every TV show ever made. And then the other male character goes like, like stops everything and has to recalculate the entire arrangement that he's now part of, because somehow that person's virginity has an impact on this guy's life. I never understand that. I'm always like, what's happening right now? Well, I do get that. Cause I think virginity is even in the media is just still way too, uh, hyper, Important, I guess. Well, you also you also have to think he hasn't had sex in, with Terry in a long time. I thought they were up to once a week. Only back then. Oh, <laughs> once once he started showing, they didn't have sex anymore because she didn't want him to feel the fake baby bump. Right. He right. might have gotten some. He might have gotten order. some head here and there, or like a handy over the pillow, but like <laughs> he wasn't getting. Sex. It sure did seem like. Yeah, it. it was awkward when they were in bed. Too. Yeah. Um. Awkward in bed, my favorite time. Um, but also notice how his next line was all pop in a movie, which felt like the wrong choice of words when paired with virginity. Pop? I didn't catch to me, it. I was correlating a fruit at that point. Like a cherry. Awesome. You know? I'm pure. Yeah, like a cherry. <laughs> well, then Rachel and Finn end up having a little conversation in the hallway where Finn apologizes to Rachel for being a dick, mainly only because the date was not good. And again, he wants what uh-huh. he does not currently possess. Because he has rocks for brains. He is a dog. When they want a toy, they get the toy. And then they see a different dog with a toy and they want that toy. Then they get that toy and they want their old toy. (laughs) Finn Hudson. This is abundantly true of Finn until he needs to be used as a plot device. Because here in this moment, he's like suddenly somehow clearly sees, wait a minute. But... Maybe he just wants you because he's on the enemy's team. It's honestly a bad move for the writers to use Finn as a voice of reason ever. Or as like yes. that one character in the back saying like, let's not go in the haunted house. Why would that be Finn Hudson? It just never can be. But they'll do that. Yes. So he goes from just like fumbling around in the darkness. An idiot, yes. idiot. And then, oh, clarity, wisdom. I know what to do. Right. <laughs> Between this shit and this one's for you, Artie. Like, it's like the writers <laughs> just forget. so much. It's like they forget that he's the lead of this show, and they're like, oh, we got to throw Finn a line. We're paying him X amount. You know, like, it's just awkward. Um, he's terrible. But I do agree with him. Like, Rachel says that they have, like, a Romeo-Juliet romance. Met and I'm like, it time. is kind of sus. It's very sus. That you met one time, and now you're 
boyfriend and girlfriend and your Romeo and Juliet. And she's calling it their love time. Like, <laughs> ready to bring in the, the wedding bells thing. at that point. <laughs> I can hear the bells. There was never a Hairspray episode of Glee. We missed it. That was a... Fat phobia? Is that what Glee I is? I think it's fat fo- Ryan Murphy. They didn't want to give Mercedes the lead because you know Rachel would try to get it and Mercedes would say, no skinny bitch, you cannot be the lead in Hairspray. Mercedes also could not be the lead in Hairspray. Oh, because you're right. Because it's all about race. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> she could be Motormouth Maybell, though. Oh, she though. would kill that role. Uh, just like Jennifer Hudson did. Did I just subscribe <laughs> to a Broadway podcast? You're welcome. Uh, broadcast, if you will. You're welcome. Uh, you know, we love a show tune. Um, but Finn is immediately a little bitch again and runs right to shoot to tell him in person what Rachel is doing. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sue scene with another tracksuit. Yes. With another tracksuit. Um, she's mad at the girls because they're not getting it done. And they're forced to do sit-ups. Practically calls them stupid and reinforces her point by saying that she knows stupid because she once taught a cheerleading (laughs) seminar to a young Sarah Palin. And And I was like, hold on. I thought Sue was a Republican. I'm confused. (laughs) Uh, I think Sue is one of those people that is just Sue. You know, I think she just likes to create anger. And so usually the GOP creates a lot of anger in rational people. That's what I said. And so she'll side with them. And also she is an idiot. So it's a funny joke. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Uh, Points not deducted. They decide to try to get back into Sue's good graces. They tell her about Jesse. Which, how did they know that? Did they overhear in the hallway? I think the cheerleaders know everything. Okay. Santana and Brittany are always there, but also simultaneously never there. Omniscient and omnipresent. Omnipresent. Also, Finn could have told them. And then we get to the, the vocal adrenaline rehearsal where they're, where they are singing Highway to Hell by ACDC. And you know, when I said my ovaries fell out of my body, I spoke too soon because my whole uterus launched itself <laughs> full hysterectomy from my person when with these notes he's hitting these not so like i don't know it's, I don't, they're I mean, so X-y. high right they're and that therefore makes your uterus jump out of your body oh, yeah when a when a when a man hits a note that has only been heard by dogs that is when your uterus jumps out of your body and no, that I don't makes think so. his that's testicles say, go back up. Yeah, you know, his testicles right. have receded. But that's when you pick your uterus back no, up that's because sexy. then you go gay. Sex- you start playing three strikes, you're gay. One note, three strikes, you're gay. Masculine men can't have a high upper range. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, that I am. your sexuality uh-huh. is determined by your vocal range. Sure, I'll stand on that. <laughs> I mean, the more you say it, I don't want to stand on it. But yes, to be yes, to I give do. to throw you a bone, the actor is not a straight man. Seeing a gay man do hot things does not stop straight women from throwing themselves at them. You know what I mean? Straight women love to flirt with a gay man. True. <laughs> I guess I don't know, but I do not think I could think of one straight man hitting that vote that vocal note. I can and I will. Just we should start the Please. broadcast so you can hear <laughs> who knows their sexuality of male. For instance, Steven Tyler. Oh. You think that man's straight? He is. He's not straight, but I wouldn't say he's like fully yeah. homosexual. He's I Thank think he you. doesn't have a sexuality. I think he's Steve Tyler. <laughs> Just Absolutely. like Miley Cyrus is, doesn't have a sexuality. It's Miley She's Cyrus. just Miley Cyrus. Yes. That's just Steven Tyler. Come on. Prince doesn't have a sexuality. Prince Prince is actually like confirmed homophobic. 
Well, yeah, Prince can't you hit think those Prince high notes. Was str- you th- Prince is not straight. He is straight. He's like confirmed homophobic. Oh my god! So we find out while while they're singing that Will has snuck in to watch them sing, and they get cut off at well, not really cut off. They finish the performance, and we get to see who their coach is, and it is none other than Idina fucking Menzel, looking f- hot as uh, oh, Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim, specifically Miss Corcoran. Shelby Corcoran, Alphaba herself. And she rightfully praises Jesse St. James while roasting the rest of them, which they did great, but they're not Jesse St. James. And she roasted them by saying it's like watching beige paint dry, (laughs) (laughs) which I did not get from that performance. I was enthralled. Right. My uterus, again, launched itself out of my body, so I had a good time. (laughs) We were playing hacky sack with Callie's uterus over here. But from that critique, (laughs) we did get our, like, we we did get to see Jesse's show face. And he looked like a cute little impish pixie boy, just beaming. And she was like, great, now that's a show face. Everyone else do it. And I, I could watch that as a gif for an hour. Just a big old fake grin. <laughs> she said she wanted to look that so optimistic it could cure cancer. And that could. Valid. <laughs> that grin was the equivalent of Dolly Parton's vaccine trial, you know? Right. <laughs> Her donation cures COVID. That smile cures cancer. <laughs> she also, um, Will comes in and he, she introduces, he introduces himself and she goes... Well, I don't take too kindly to my competition uh, dropping in on me, but I also don't see your kids as competition. And I was like, ooh, burn! And before you know it, they're making out. out. And it turns out we finally get an answer, basically. Will is not divorced. He is not exclusive. Damn boy. Kelly's right. He's a horn dog. He's too horny to function. I also like that she goes, are you gay? (laughs) (laughs) Most show choir directors I make out with are gay. But I also, she's like, I'm not a normal coach. I don't coach your normal glee clubs. I'm a cool coach. Like, while they're making out, and I'm like, girl, we get it. <laughs> yeah, girl, we get it. You're Amy Poehler from Mean Girls. <laughs> right. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool coach. Um, <laughs> and he, I'm Chris Jenner. I'm a cool mom. And then Shu calls himself a bit of a mess. He's <laughs> never spoken more truthfully in his entire tenure on this show <laughs> but at least he sees it finally know? about damn time because sure. earlier this episode he's saying oh that was old will i am now new will i am whole i am great he is whole any hole's fine any hole's fine <laughs> oh my god but doesn't doesn't that add to his character right and that he can recognize like he can he can he can play into the like no, no no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine we've all said i'm fine how are you doing today i'm fine and then he's like Maybe I'm not so fine. I guess it just, I think it's just a coincidence to be fair. I don't think the writers were giving him that arc, but I agree that with most of Glee, like there's not proper arcs. Things just happen and we can look for plot where it was supposed to Again, be. It's a Ryan Murphy. <laughs> exactly. Show, right? it's, so your analysis depth. would be good character development. I just don't think most growth on this show is intentional. Dedicating a podcast to dissect Glee is like having a high school literature class where you dissect a book that had no hidden meaning, but for some reason, each week is a different chapter, (laughs) right? Ooh, page 11. Let's talk about page 11. Nothing happened on page 11, Mrs. Phillips. You know, come well, on. So I think I've told both of you my dream scenario with Glee, which is that it never ended or it comes back <laughs> and it has less plot. 
So there obviously is some plot. So it's MTV with the cast. Just different <laughs> musical numbers right. I think, over and over. I think we could still have a show on today that has like very minimal plot. Like, very minimal. Like, the Casey Musgraves Christmas special. Right, very minimal. A minute minimal. and a half connecting the scenes. <laughs> With just music. <laughs> I would 100% be on board. I think it'd be a great scenario. <laughs> they just uh, stopped trying to make a TV show. Right, Ryan Murphy could leave the show, because obviously the plot was done. <laughs> he checked out season three of Glee anyway, so, you oh, know. Oh, God. <laughs> Buckle up, Zach. Or episode three. Three, no, like. oh, you have to admit that this it, we're still on a. You said this is a good episode. Yeah, we're still making good episodes. It's a good episode, but I'm no longer crediting this to Ryan Murphy. I bet he didn't even write this episode. Uh, it was either Ryan Murphy or Brad Felchek. Well, while Zach tries to prove me wrong about something, let's go to a break. <laughs> They let, her, they let Rachel know either you break up with Jesse St. James because we've worked our asses off to get to where we are or you're out of the club. Which like fair, but also none of your business. I don't know. But Mercedes kind of lays down the law. She's like, he's playing you, bitch. She's right. Like, it's a sketchy situation. Right. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't sit well with me and my homies. I do have to make a disclaimer I should have made earlier that Jonathan Groff can do no wrong in my eyes. So the moment this character appeared... Zach said, oh, I don't like it, like, bad vibes. You're saying it's bad vibes. I never get a bad vibe ever from Jonathan Groff, so even if he shot Rachel in the face, I'd be like, oh, that was probably a good decision. <laughs> like, I think this really? is good. I love him so much. His whole intro is, like, slimy. But right. I have not... I've known him and seen him before this, so... In her dreams, yeah. wet or not. So have I. But, like... But, like, I know who Jonathan Groff is, and I still was like, this guy's a dick. Rachel then leaves her first intervention to go to her second intervention, which is a sue-vention. <laughs> doesn't work the same way. Uh, it's an old maids club. Which I didn't get the Have a seat, boy it. hips. Like, she has one boyfriend, and then that's interested in her still, and she rejected. And then we she has a current boyfriend, and so the intervention is an old maids club? I just think it's Sue's last chance to show off another tracksuit <laughs> and to try to convince Rachel that she needs to, you What's know. What's her tracksuit count for this episode? I It's got to be um, 23 <laughs> and me. I do think at least she's trying to kind of push the envelope of sorts, you know? Like, I think the envelope is stuffed, but it needs to be pushed into the mail slot. I love when it's stuffed. I agree that she wants to, like, be the straw that breaks the camel's back, but I don't get why an old maid club will make you dump your hot boyfriend that you just got, you know? I don't think she's trying to make her dump him. I think she's trying to make her get into bed with him. She wants him to get into bed with him because... Oh, it'll destroy... The Glee Club. Oh, okay, I understand. Absolutely. I understand. And she tells her to be selfish more, which is the most on-brand Rachelism that's ever happened. And Sueism, you know? Did you hear how Lauren Zeissy spends her Friday nights? Making out with her cat. And watching Ghost Whisperer. Watching. Yes, watching Ghost Whisperer. Uh, which is this show, this episode, sponsored by... Ghost Whisperer. Ghost Whisperer. Uh-huh. 
you weren't you haven't listened to it yet, but we did a special Boy Meets World episode with um, the special guest Jennifer Love Hewitt. This is episode sponsored by Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Okay. That's Feff. That's three F's. Pfefferman. Feffy. Um, Terry walks in on Emma making dinner at Will's place uh, when he's not there, which is a little creepy. Um, but it's maybe more creepy that the not ex-wife, but maybe soon to be, but maybe not, is also stopping by unannounced randomly. And she didn't do anything. And Terry calls Emma crazy. Which, like, you know, fair, but also in a battle of the crazies, Terry will win, you know, hands down. Right, right, right. I was like, hello, pot. Hello, kettle. Right. Hello, hello. This is This that. is the episode. Hello. But it's um, kind of like, don't absolutely. lie to a liar. Like, Emma's trying to out crazy a crazy woman, and mm-hmm. like, don't do that. <laughs> well, and then... was Speaking of hello, was the song Hello by Adele not out yet? No. The song came out... What's that, like 2007? You know, hello came out three years ago. Five years ago. Came out in 2015. Had to be longer mm-hmm. than that. Five years? Every time you do this, you're always it's, wrong. No, 2016. I'm going with 2016. And what is Zach's guess? <laughs> I, I, whatever. The, I, 2007. 2007. I don't know. 2007. You're just wrong. I know that. <laughs> in my gut. Release 2015. Suck my dick, oh, bitch. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Emma does let, or I would let Gemma know that she is a fat cunt. <laughs> Tiffany Pollard. Gemma Collins. Oh. I Celebrity heard, Big Brother. I haven't heard the full... Was that the rant with the shoes? Yes. I haven't listened to the full They were rant. old maiden shoes. <laughs> Terry lets Emma know that Hello Again, or whatever that song by Billy Joel. <laughs> was it Billy Joel? Was, Lionel or was it Richie. Billy Idol? It, <sighs> was it Lionel no, Richie? No, it was the oh, song... No. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I was going through the old people. Neil Diamond... <laughs> Um, they're all the yes, same. that the song, which is hello again by Neil Diamond was her prom song with Will. And therefore Gemma is scared. Therefore Gemma is scared. Yeah, because that means that Will's given their, their song. Will said that that song is their song, which was already his song with Terry. Uh, it was a good move. I, I mean, it's a good strategic play by the outgoing. Oh my God. By the outgoing uh, lover, which um, I mean, so I had to applaud Terry on this Mm -hmm. one. It was a very subtle jab. Um, It was a very, and then she, oh my God, the best part, she walks over and then like moves the silverware and she's like, oops. Again, don't try to out crazy the crazy. Right. Cause I even think about, it reminds me back in the episode of vitamin D when um, Terry licks her, her thumb and then puts it on Emma's glass. It's the same kind of mood. Like, I know how to get under your skin, and I will do it perfectly and stare you in the eyes while I do it. (laughs) And then we see Rachel in the Vocal Adrenaline Auditorium, because she's there to kind of dump Jesse. But Jesse has other plans. And Rachel straight up asks him, are you playing me? And he grabs her by the waist, pulls her into him, (laughs) makes out with her, while making eye contact with Shelby, which is really hot. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but hella suspicious. <laughs> Would you prefer to be Shelby or Rachel in that situation? Making out with Jesse St. James. I don't know. Cause Would we you rather have... be the cuckold or the receiver of the makeout? I just want him to make out with me, period. <laughs> but also we don't know why he's staring at her. So it could be extra spicy. I mean, he's a senior. He could be 18. Exactly. And we know she's horny. So like, 
I don't know why there's... Well, I do know, but, like, we do not know <laughs> why he's staring. It is weird. But my final answer is I'd rather be getting my face kissed by Jonathan, by Jesse St. James than ah. watching. As the first-time watcher over here, I did not look into this much further. He's making eye contact because he's been directed by her to infiltrate the other side, and therefore he's making right, out with her. Right, but we don't have confirmation of that until of this is like an inkling of it. But we don't have confirmation. Right. Yeah. This to me is confirmation hot, so. that, like, no, he's not a good guy. Despite <laughs> what he's like, telling that's her. Kelly's like, I'm a situation, so she's gonna move past it. Well, sure. <laughs> but I'm the guy who will never hurt you, is what he says, and then he makes eye contact with somebody else, like implying that he's hurting you. That was the whole I point. I do like that he calls her a bigger drama queen than he is. And I was like, yes. mm, good. But again, you just met. Right. That hug and saying, I will never hurt you. It's not like you've been through hell and 40 years of a, a relationship. No, I did write down. I was like, they're moving fast, but it is high school. I, I try to sometimes put myself in that perspective because I feel like high school people do move fast. I never really had a relationship, but I feel like people in high school went from... Um, so my relationship in high school... Oh my god. (laughs) We dated for nine months and held hands maybe two times and did not kiss once. And I... I was a junior, he was a senior, we dated for nine months. But I had friends in high school that by, like, junior year of high school, they were like, I can't wait to get married when we graduate. Like, it was, like, very... They might not have been, like, fucking, but they were, like... Our kids are going to be named Johnny and June. I mean, I think most people in the South just do that because we're all obsessed with marriage. And everyone's like, yeah. if you're single at 21, you're worthless. You well, know? and she's like, <laughs> and he's going to go to war after this. So yes. he has to give me my baby before he leaves. Like, moving to the city, <laughs> Hashtag I sound like wives. such a Hashtag idiot. army wives. That movie, that TV show is great. But moving to the city, <laughs> I was shocked by how many people so just date because they're living their life. And they're right. like, oh, I've been dating my partner for four years. I guess we might get married one day. Versus in Texas, three months in, okay, let's talk time, let's talk location, like, let's talk about our parenting styles. <laughs> Do you have a binder yet? Exactly. <laughs> well, also, in Texas, I feel like, um, I actually don't know where I was going with that. Okay, <laughs> so, then we're at Will's office. Um, well, I thought it was Will's office, but I think Will is in Emma's office when yes. she comes in. Well, yes, I saw a pamphlet in the background, I'm uh, pretty sure. what was sure. the pamphlet? Let us know. Um, me and my cancer. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> a good pamphlet that all kids need. That's Hey, that's Jesse St. James's stage face could cure that cancer. That yes. needs to be in the pamphlet. Yes. Go to Jesse St. James of Vocal Adrenaline. He'll smile at you. In <laughs> Emma's office, Emma kind of breaks up with him and says... The same thing as Shelby, which is like, you need to relearn how to be a single human. You've been dating the same person since you were 15 and then you got married to her. You don't know how to not be like, you don't know who you are. Uh, I wrote down everyone telling Shu he is unhealthy for an hour. I'm here for it. Then Rachel has a familiar conversation with uh, Finn saying that she also broke up um, with her guy. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. So me now, right? And she's like, no, because wink, wink, I'm 
not broken up with him, but at the same time, it's bad for the group if we're together. Right. So therefore, nah. Secret lover, Jonathan Groff. <laughs> also known as Jesse St. James. <laughs> and then we go to the auditorium for the final number, That's which some... is Hello, Goodbye. It sucks. By the Beatles. <laughs> it's not a good number. It does suck. I thought it, it was fine. It does suck. They had cute uniforms. That was it. Costumes. Rachel has like Costumes. Some... <laughs> Unis, baby. I think uniforms is more accurate than costumes for the train wrecks they wear in every performance. Oh, my God. It they is a costume budget. They raid Plato's closet, <laughs> somehow find 20 duplicates from a Forever 21 reject, and they all wear it. <laughs> Forever 21 reject. Zach's favorite. Um... So, <laughs> not to be confused with the All American. Correct. Rejects. I did say this. This scene kind of reminded me of the pilot. It was like yeah. they were performing together, and like there were people like watching in different areas of the auditorium, which might have been why they did that on purpose. Um, but I, I don't know. Rachel had some real spastic it, energy. Like it didn't make sense, and like you she was say flailing, yes. She was flailing her body around, and like her mouth was larger than her whole face. Like it was a lot. I I always remember in this scene where they go no no no, and the choreography was really uncomfortable. Mike Chang didn't do it. That's why. <laughs> so yeah, I just was watching it, and I was like, after all the things we saw from Jonathan Groff, this is what were presented, and I said. God awful choreography and just a bad number. Bring back Jesse. <laughs> that is a, we, in that 10 second clip of Highway to Hell. We got more that beige paint drying. Like, what was that then? What was hello? If that was beige paint driving, drying. I will say this whole episode to me is kind of like a second pilot. Like it was. Mm, yeah, it was so much information. Introduction of new characters. Um, introduction of new storylines, plus it ended the same way as the actual pilot did, so I just feel like it was like a second pilot for them. It seems like a, I don't know, it seems like a good hidden meaning song. Like, I wouldn't have really connected these dots so much, A, because I don't ever, have never, will never listen to the Beatles, but B, because I don't think I would have put together, like, the kind of, (laughs) the stalker vibes that, you know, you say goodbye as in you break up with me and I say hello. And it's like this constant back and forth, which is exactly what's happening with Finn. It's what's happening with Will. It's like, it's, it's all this shit where it's like, you can't have this relationship because you said no to it. But then you're like, just kidding. I do want it, but I don't, but I do, but I don't, but I do. I don't know. It was like that. But then Rachel storms off and I'm like, what was she shook by? The bad uniforms, the bad vocals by Finn. None what was it? New though, like she's used to that by now. Valid, <laughs> right? It was shocking. Uh, like, is that the cliffhanger I'm left with? Is she walking away from what? Nothing was happening there. There's no sparks. She wants Jesse St. James. She better be walking right to vocal adrenaline and taking her blouse off as oh, we speak. Well, I think, and I also think that for us, like they don't clearly tell us that she's with Jesse still. We know it. But for all intents and purposes, do they not? They do. He's like, we'll be together. And she says, don't tell anyone. And he says, OK. And then she makes out with him afterwards. And then it, it wasn't a breakup Rachel kiss. being like, oh, I broke up with him. Ugh, looks guilty. And this brings us to the end of episode 14. <laughs> uh, there are lots of songs in this episode. Some have hello in it. Some have hell in it, including Highway to Hell. Mm. Um. We'll start with our guest first. Callie, will you come closer to the mic and tell us what your... (laughs) (laughs) I was just lounging, basking in my memory of my favorite song, you know? (laughs) Which is? 
uh, this will come as a surprise to nobody. Highway to Hell by Vocal Adrenaline. Vocal Adrenaline. I've sent that clip to people that have never seen a minute of Glee and said, look at Jonathan Groff on Glee. And they said, wow, this is pretty good. I said, I know. <laughs> I think it's a great option. Zach? Mine is actually Jonathan Groff's intro mm. at the show. So this is Hello by Lionel Richie. I just like a duet moment. And I think that together they really nail it. You I like when they nailed. can kind of play off each other. I think Leah Michelle has some good acting here too as she's singing it. Like it's not just that she's singing it, but she's like acting through her performance. Yeah, she's kind of Debbie Ryan, is, Ryan, like shy boying it. She's like putting her hand behind her ear. Yes. She's like, yeah. Right. And I think that that's a rarity on this show to have a, a, a good actor in the first place, <laughs> let alone a good actor who can sing. Oh, wait, I just keep getting confused by the lead actor of the show, which was a mistake. Well, Dalton. I agree with you, Zach. This was my favorite performance. I like the duet. I think they sound good together. I also think that this shows a little bit more of um, theatricality um, mm-hmm. than Highway to Hell does. But Highway to Hell is a good... I mean, there's lots of good numbers here. Mm-hmm. I think Finn's first number was good. Mm-hmm. I think that Rachel's... What? We all agreed that it was fine. No. Did we? No, the singing Zach and was, I was fine. Upset. I think we agreed we that were it was upset. not. The performance was upsetting. <laughs> That's so upsetting. But the actual like singing was fine. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the computer that sang for Finn. <laughs> Zach is convinced that every song is ultra auto-tuned. And I agree with him. Because it absolutely is. Zach, the next episode is titled... Which I think you might have already just found out. But the next episode is titled yeah. Power of Madonna. Oh, baby. I have made the prediction before that we would get a Madonna song. We eventually did. Um, but this time I will make the. Pre- Papa, don't preach. Oh, wait. I forgot to tell everyone that you only got one and a half points this time. <laughs> what was my third prediction? I Your remember. third prediction was we see Quinn's family again because she still lives with Finn. And if anyone's <laughs> wondering, she still lives with Finn. Yeah, we guess. Who fucking knows, man? I mean, she really um, possibly couldn't. They just hole. forgot. Yeah, they just <laughs> forgot to tell us that she moved out. <laughs> yeah, oops. Um, my my. Okay, so the 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 episode is called "The Power of Madonna." So I will remake a prediction that I made and got wrong, but later was vindicated on. But I will make it more specific. So the first, no, no, one of the Madonna songs that we will see in this episode is "Like a Virgin." Because it connects right back to Irma and Will's story this episode. So it has to happen. Come on. Come on. Uh, Number two is Mike Chang will finally have a speaking (laughs) role this episode. (laughs) Doubtful. (laughs) He has, but, you know, Zach doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to the dialogue. (laughs) Um, Number three is... I kind of want to make the Josh Groban prediction, you know, where Madonna guest stars as herself, but at the same time, it seems too easy. Like, it seems too like, seems too like, you know, like that would happen. Um, Save that prediction. God. <laughs> Callie, don't help him. <laughs> what, wait, what did you she say? She said, don't make that prediction. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, I said, I, save I, it, which means something else. I said, save that prediction. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's coming. Um, oh, actually, I yeah, save that prediction. Yeah. <laughs> you dingus. <laughs> the, 
Like there's got to be a, she, was that around the time that she did the Super Bowl? I'm sure there was like a Fox tie in to her doing the Super Bowl halftime show. And therefore she was on. To help you to put in perspective, like what time era we're at of Madonna, she was doing songs with Justin Timberlake. Like four minutes. Like if you want it, you've already got it. Our time is waiting. Oh, Justin Timberlake, high voice, straight. Oh, the third prediction is that the titular line the power of madonna comes from kurt i have no clue if that's actually right or not but hey sounds fine it makes sense to me yeah checks out um thank you callie thank you callie so much for joining us today we have enjoyed your presence um thanks for having me back i did demand at one point that i come back for a jesse st james episode but i'm honored that it was his debut thank you Definitely appreciated. Zach, would you like to say thank you to our our, our <laughs> guest star? Um, I wouldn't because many times I was um, debated on my own podcast and uh, called that my points were invalid. I also and backed you up several times. I called you invalid. She just agreed with me that you are stupid. Let the record, <laughs> let the record show that I fought Dalton and Zach fairly equally. I supported them when they deserved it. The, the, they'll listen. They heard. The audience heard what happened. Our final question for you today <laughs> is that um, our final question for you today, Callie, is Connie Britton. Do you know who that is? The pictures you pulled up aren't doing it for me, but I thought she was really hot in the show. <laughs> right. Look at look at this Connie yeah. Britton. Yeah, she's sexy. I just this feels like the episode, the part of the office. Doesn't sound like she's hot. Have to you me. seen the office, Zach? I know Dalton refuses. I've seen like because <sighs> we have taste. uncultured swine. Anyway, if I saw her on the street, I'd probably Dalton find her lost hot. His taste. I called her hot last week, and Zach told me that was the gayest thing I've ever said. It is very gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because you're not actually true about. You're not like saying I'm gonna go walk over there and bang Connie Britton. You're like calling her hot as like an adoring. No, fan. I would ten out of ten would bang her. She's got no, that like milk wouldn't. vibe. That's like kind of like milk. I don't not believe normally, you, but I think she's I a don't hot believe milk. you. I don't believe you. I would. I would love to see the girls that you've slept with. Oh wait, our jaws simultaneously hit the floor. You would also hit the floor. Zach standards. Okay, so uh, uh, yes, Callie, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone can follow her. Her information will be down below in the episode notes. And we will see you next time. And you no longer missed it because we just told you that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs>